0: Welcome to Passion Life Church. Good morning Passion Life Church. Well, good morning and today we continue with part 2 of our series that we've entitled Body Parts. And in this series we've been talking about what it really means to be the body of Christ. When do you become a part of the body of Christ? Well, when you ask Jesus to come inside your heart, you repent of your sins and you say, Jesus, come inside my heart, you confess him as your Lord and Savior, you become a child of God and you become a part of the body of Christ. And here's what this series is about. We're learning what are the things that Jesus uh, expects from his body? What, what is his, he expects from the body of Christ? And what is your role in the body of Christ? Let's look at our theme scripture this morning in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. And if you have your Bible today, smartphone, you can head over to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're gonna be in there today. But this is our theme scripture. And let's just all, we can all say this together. It says, just as a body, though one has many parts, everybody say that with me, many parts, many parts, but all its many parts form one body so It is with Christ. And I just believe what Paul is writing to the Corinthian church and what the Holy Spirit is vocalizing through Paul is the body is just this beautiful picture of the local church. See, the church is not a building, a church is a people. The word church in the Greek actually means called out ones. You and I have been called out of darkness into his marvelous light and you are a part of the church. A lot of times we think the church is just this this great building. No, 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 the church has nothing to do with the building. Church has everything to do with a movement of people gathering together for a purpose. Can you say a good amen today? And so this picture of a body, it represents this united group of people. And you know what? When we talk about the body of Christ, yes, it's the body of Christ. We could talk about globally, all the Christians in the world, right? We form the body of Christ. But it's also talking about the local body of Christ. Here in Marietta, California, we at Passion Life Church are a local body of Christ. Now, there are other bodies of Christ and here in the area in Temecula and the surrounding areas. But today I want to kind of just address our local body here at Passion Life Church. And what I want to do today is I want to talk about body functions. Body and how it functions. You know, my brother was here last week. He did a phenomenal job. If you weren't able to hear me here part one, come check it out. It's on the podcast. He talked about bodybuilding and making our house a home here at Passion Life Church. How many of you know church should be a place that's not cold? Church should be a place that's warm. Come on, somebody. It should be, there should feel the love of God when you walk in. Our greeters should be greeting people. Our members should be loving on people. That's the love of God. That's what God wants his home to be. You know, I don't know how many of you are decorating your home right now for Christmas. How many of you already got the Christmas tree up? Anybody got Christmas tree up already? All right, we do. Wow, you are procrastinators. Come on, somebody. And uh, we're making our house, and you know what? We just live there. We have guests at times, but you know what? We want to make it homely. It's the same with God's house. He wants this house to be a home where people can come in and hang out and feel comfortable not come in and it be some religious thing where we have to put on a mask, you know, and say, I gotta be this different person. No, just be who you are. And I love our tagline at Passion Life, come as you are, just come as you are. Cause you know what, if you come as you are and you let God love you as you are, he won't just leave you there, he'll actually change your life. And so let's talk about how the body functions. And when you begin to think about the church as a body, let's look at our natural body. Right. Let's look at what would it take. Let me ask you a question. What would it take for you in your natural body, if you had to run, what would it take for you to run? It would be a couple things that would have to happen. And maybe it would happen in an instant. But yet, what would have to happen? Your brain would have to make a decision first. We're going to run. Now, here's the interesting thing about the body of Christ. Who is the brain? Who is the head of the body? Jesus Christ is the head of the body. But in our natural body, for me to run, how many of you could remember the last time you actually ran? I mean, I'm talking about took off. My son and I were at Disneyland this last couple of, of uh, days, and uh, and he's been running. And so I said, I'm going to race you. Come on, Gavin, let's race. He's seven years old, right? And I'm 46 years old. And And so we're getting ready to, to run. And, and right, and we said, okay, over there, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be the finish line. Are you ready? On your mark, it said, go. Man, and i bolted out and he was I'm serious it was like a cheetah racing a turtle I was a little surprised I need to work on him he uh and his hat fell off he's like dad my hat fell off and I was at the end going yeah and he was way back there I'm like Gavin Gavin what happened right I think people underestimate me because I'm a big guy And, but when I played football, I was really fast and I was a tight end, but they always wanted to make me a running back because I was this big guy, but I could always run fast. But when we were running the other day at Disneyland, there was a decision I had to make. My brain had to come on and say, you know what? We're going to decide to run. And then what happens? Your eyes start to chart the course. How many of you know it's a good thing to know where you're running to? So your arms and your your eyes got to chart the course, right? And then your legs have to get engaged. Your knees have to start bending, right? My arms, I don't know how many of you run. And you you get your fist pumped and you start getting that momentum with your arms, right? And you, you get your arms involved, right? Your lungs, what happens with your lungs? They start to take in some excess air. My heart starts pumping more blood to send excess oxygen through my veins my toes are coordinating with my ankles and my legs my tongue's hanging out the thigh of my mouth like a dog looking out the window all of that happens what in a quick second to make my whole body move forward and see your physical body was made for movement you were made to move and in order for the movement to happen in your natural physical body, all the parts have to be functioning, have to be functioning, moving together. And listen, not just functioning, but functioning in harmony with each other. My brain can't say, let's go. And my legs say, no. You know what I mean? I'm not going to run. Right? If I am trying to run and my brain saying go, my legs are going and my arms decide to stay back, that's, that's, that's not going to be good aerodynamics. So all of my body, just to move forward, has to be functioning together. And what I want to do today is I want to just give us four insights of how the body functions and kind of looking at our body, but looking at how God wants his body to function. How many of you are part of the body of Christ? Let me see your hand. You are a part of the church. You are part of the body of Christ. You can put your hands down. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, look down at verse 18. It says this, but in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. So here's the first insight that we see. God places the parts in the body. In his body, let's just talk about here, Passion Life Church, or whether you move to another state and you are a part of another local body or church, God wants everyone to be in a local body, right? And you are a part of that body, which Jesus is the head. Now, your body part has a function. God, and see, I never realized this about church, about being a part of the body of Christ. God is the one who places people in his body. What do I mean by that? Some people, you know, can have this idea about church and, and it can be so casual and I get it and I understand, you know, people go from one church to another church because they're looking for something and they're looking for something that fulfills their needs. But I'm just gonna tell you, to me, I really believe that is the wrong approach. Well, I'm just looking for something for me and something that fulfills my needs because according to this scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18, it says God wants to place you in a body. And so I think that it's so important that when you are looking for a church or becoming a part of a body that you pray and you say, God, is this the body that you want me to be a part of? Now, what I think is interesting when you're joining that church, you need to say, God, is this where you have me? Because once God places you there, listen, he places you there for a function. Everything in my body today has a function. My nose hair have a function. Come on, somebody. And now I got ear hairs. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I don't know if that just happens out of 40, after you hit 40. My wife's like, look at me, she goes, you got a hair sticking out of your ear, right? And so I kind of look like a, a weird, awkward Mickey Mouse, right? With hair, and she's like, she loves it, okay? I'm, I'm probably giving you TMI too much information, but she's, oh, please, let me get those hairs. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just relaxing, reading my Bible on the bed, and she'll jump on top with her tweezers and just go, bam! And it's like that little hair, ah! It just hurts so bad. I know I'm a little wimpy. I can, I can handle lots of pain, you know, and I've, I've handled pain, but those types of pains, you know, every part of my body, every part of your body has a function, and when God places you in a body, it's for you to function. You know, I love, there's this new uh, lady that's been coming to our church, and her name is Jodi and she's probably been coming to our church now, I don't know, maybe a month or month and a half, and our church has been growing because we're about four and a half years old, going to be five years old pretty soon. And people who are moving into Marietta and are just looking for a local body to be a part of, and uh, she's one of those. And a lot of uh, the people who've been coming to our church are people who are moving into our area, and, and we thank God for that. But Joe, story is exactly what I believe that how God does it is. She came to Passion Life Church, she took the three Sunday challenge, and she went to our welcome center and she asked if. They There was a mom group because she's a mom. She has a newborn baby. And uh, we don't at this point have a specific mom group, right? And she walked away and she says, well, I'm not going to come to this church because they don't have a mom group. And then God spoke to her and God said, you know what? I want you at this church because I want you to be the one to start the mom group. And she got so excited. And then she's like, Pastor Phil, I don't want you to think I'm weird. I've never met with you. I know this is awkward. But I just feel like I want to start a mom group. And I've been discipled by my pastor. We moved here. And, and what does it take to get involved? And to fast forward the story, to make a long story short, she's already starting her mom group. She's inviting some people to come. Why? Because, see, when God places you in a body, he places you for a function. And Jody has a fun. Well, I just think the pastor should do it all. Well, let me just tell you this. I'm not a mom. Hello. So me starting a mom's group, I can speak to moms. But how many of you think if we're going to start a mom's group, it would be good to have a mom. But here's my point. A lot of times we go to church and we're like, well, they don't have this. They don't have that. Well, did you ever think maybe that's why God places you in the body so you can function? Because maybe that body needs you to help it move forward. But see, yeah, you could give the Lord a great round of applause. And that's why we started Passion Life Church. And uh, we started Passion Life Church because I'll take people, you know, somebody were saying, well, you know, you guys are reaching the lost and you guys are reaching people who haven't been to church. Absolutely. You know why? Because God wants those people to be a part of the body of Christ. He wants them to receive Jesus. And here's the cool thing that I love as a pastor. They also have a function. You have a function. You have gifts and talents that God has placed inside of you. And you know what's interesting is that growing up in the church, I never thought that God could use what he already gave me for his work. Will. I never thought I thought I was gonna be in a rock band. We had recorded, we had done stuff. I really thought that was my goal. I'm just gonna be a, a rock star. I thought that's that was a deal. But then my dad would say, Hey, why don't you come jam at the youth ministry? And we'd come and kids would come and then my dad's like, see, you're you're using what you already have for God. And I was like, man, that, that's great. And then I just started talking to kids, and as I talked to kids, I'd make them laugh and they would listen to me because of my sense of humor. And I always see, I didn't know that being the class clown in elementary school and high school was actually a gift that God had given me at some point that I would, he would use for his honor and his glory to minister to people. That's why I like to say, I think I'm the funny bone of the body of Christ. But you know what? For those of us that call Passion Life Church home, what an honor to know that God has placed you here specifically for a function. There's a reason my thumb belongs to my hand because it helps me grip things. There's a reason for, it. there's a reason that my little toe matters to my foot. I remember my wife, she had, um, Broken, that little foot, that, that side of her foot. And you may think, oh, it's just little. It's just insignificant. uh uh-uh. She couldn't walk for weeks until that thing mended. And her, her balance was totally off because of a little toe that was broken. And here's the reality. Just like each part of your physical body has a purpose and a function, so do you have a function in the body of Christ. Man, I think that makes it Fun. And so we've got to find out our function. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, look at verse 13. It says, for we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given one spirit to drink. Look at verse 14. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. And here's the reality. God in our body has many parts, but he wants us to function as one body. And that's kind of tough if you've been in the church world in, in for a while, because you have parts of the body and this part wants to do that thing. And this part wants to do this. And this part wants to, and can I just tell you, that's the purpose of a church having a vision to say, let's all, yeah, we got many parts, but let's function as one body. Look at verse seventy in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 17. It says, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? So here's the second insight that we see. The second insight is, is the greater our diversity, the greater our strength. My whole body is not an eye right? Because if my whole body was an eye, I, I couldn't hear you talk. And when you look at the body of Christ, I think what happens is we can look at this big picture and so we can feel insignificant. Well, it doesn't matter if I'm a greeter. It doesn't matter if I'm here. It doesn't really matter if I show up. It makes no difference if I'm here or not here. Well, listen, I'm not, an, I'm not an eye in the body of Christ. I'm just a foot. The foot is covered by the shoe. Nobody sees me. But how many of you think your foot is important? Ask my friend Brian over here. He hurt his foot. He was playing basketball, and then he was walking down the stairs, and he was out for how many weeks? You so couldn't walk? 16. 16 weeks because of his foot. Don't tell me the foot doesn't matter. But see, when the foot says, I'm not an eye, what happens is we start comparing body parts. And here's, I think, if we're not careful, comparison will rob you of valuing your God-given function. The function that God gave you in the body of Christ, God gave it to you. And it should be valued. It should be valued. Some of you in here can sing Some of you can sing like an angel in this room and you know what? That's a God given talent. Now, some of you can't carry a note in a bag. I know you sing in the shower, right? And your mom told you, you could sing, but there are some of you in this room that you are God gifted with an angel's voice. There are some of you just have the gift of hospitality. You're just loving. And see what we do is we can just despise that because we look at well, you know, I'm not I'm not the worship leader. I I can't. No, but you're important. Every toe on my foot is important. Every finger on my hand is important. Do you know just to make church happen today? John got up this morning. He got up earlier than all of us. Somebody had to bring the trailer. At this point at our church, we are at um, what we call a portable church. And uh, we thank Vista Marietta High School for allowing us to be here. But just to make church happen today, John had to get up about six o'clock in the morning and he had to pull our trailer. We have a 30 foot trailer. He went down to the trailer yard, grabbed the trailer, brought it here. And how many of you know, it doesn't just take somebody pulling the trailer. There's got to be people to unload that trailer, right? And not just John, but the people who are unloading the trailer can say, well, since I'm not driving the trailer, since I'm not driving the truck, maybe I'm insignificant. No, the person who's driving the trailer, the person who's unloading the trailer is just as important. But you know what? The person, driving the trailer can say well I'm not the worship leader I don't get up there and sing you know like that guy up there with the beard and just like wow and you know he he just sounds amazing I guess that I don't matter no because if you don't pull the trailer up and somebody doesn't unload the trailer the worship team can't minister to the people of God like they need to minister to the people of God And if we have all of those components, but there is nobody at the door to greet you and love on you, can I just tell you that our greeters are our first impression. They are the people that love, that people, you know, statistics now say that people make a decision within 12 minutes of showing up to church whether they're going to come back. That means they don't hear the worship team. They don't hear the message of the pastor. The first thing that's going to impact them are the people that are there loving on them. And, yeah, you can give the Lord a good round of applause. And what good is it if we have this amazing worship team and these amazing greeters, but all throughout this auditorium we have kids. How are you going to hear the message? So that's why we dropped our kids off at an undisclosed location. Right? So there can be peace in here. But see, if you think that that is just a place where, oh, we're just sending the kids. No, if you think that loving on a kid and holding a baby is insignificant, can I just tell you, while you're holding that baby, mom and dad can be in the service where a marriage could be restored because you decided to hold a baby. And so every member, every body part has its function. But unfortunately, as we talk about diversity, many see diversity as a weakness. And our tendency is to just hang out with the people that we're most familiar with. And you know what? All the parts in our body are different, but they're necessary. It's easy for all the feet to try to gravitate towards the feet and talk about being cramped in a shoe, talking about corns and bunions, come on somebody. All the feet, you know, and how sweaty we are all the time. It's all, it's easy for the eyes to all hang out and just talk about what they see. We're all the eyes. But God gave you two eyes, he gave you two ears. Everything in your body functions together and has a purpose. And for the local body here at Passion Life Church, what Jesus wants, for it to be for this body, then that means we need people to lead. We need people to serve. We need people to give. We need people to build. We need people to pray. We need people to work with children. And every part should be valued, and every part is necessary to function. And when it's not functioning correctly, the body cannot move forward. But as we talk about diversity, when it comes to diversity, see the church should be a picture of Jesus. When we come together, the church should be a picture of heaven. How many of you know when you get to heaven, there's not going to be Chinatown, the Asian neighborhood, right? When we get to heaven, you're not going to walk over. We're going to have, come on, the, the Hispanic neighborhoods, right? When we get to heaven... The Bible says in Revelation chapter 7 verse 9 it says and this i looked and there before was a great multitude with no that no one could count listen to this this is so beautiful from every nation every tribe every people and every language standing before the throne in front of the lamb and they were singing with white robes and they were holding palm branches in their hands there is heaven is diversity, is diverse. So if you have a problem with a person's color, you're gonna have a problem in heaven. Because heaven is diverse. And I always told myself, we ever had a church, it would not just be a Spanish church, it would not just be a white church, it would be a church that looks like heaven. That it would be diverse, that when people came in, they would see a picture of Jesus. You know, I was in youth ministry for almost 20 years. And in the last, our previous church, I was there for 11 years. And it was so awesome because we would have guest speakers come in and they would always pull me aside and they said, man, your church, your, your, your kids are so diverse. You have the freaks over here and you have the geeks. Come on, somebody. You've got all of them together, right? You've got the athletes and you've got the gothletes. You know what I'm talking about? And all of them coming together, worshiping God, is a picture of heaven. And so today as you come here, I want you to know something about this, Pastor. We're going to fight for diversity. We're going to fight to know that everyone matters in the kingdom of God. You matter. You matter. No matter what your heritage, no matter what your background, you matter to God. That's what heaven's going to look like. But why don't we give people in our community a glimpse of heaven when they walk into church? Could you imagine what it would be like? I know there's a lot going on in our world. There's a lot of hate. But you know what? I just believe that we're the light of the world. That The Bible says we're supposed to be that city on a hill that they're going to know us by our love. That when people in the community come in and seeing black people and white people coming together and hugging and Asian people, right, hugging and all of us coming together and say, hey, listen, there's none of that stuff in here. This is a place where we love one another. My church family, it's got to start in the church first. It's got to start with me. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 15. Are you glad you came to church this morning? It's a good word, huh? 1 Corinthians 12, verse 15 says this. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not the hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. And here's the, here's the third insight today. See, disconnected parts don't fulfill their function. Whenever there is a part of the body that is disconnected from the body, it doesn't fulfill its function. I think there's so many Christians today, they are functioning like a spiritual amputee. I have this hand here, right, that is disconnected, this rubber hand as an example today. Now, uh, that isn't that creepy, right? And uh, it's disconnected from, from the body. This hand can never reach, no pun intended, its full potential, disconnected from the arm. This hand, as much as it wants to reach out to you, maybe this hand has an outreach mindset. Maybe this hand is like, man, I want to reach out to people who don't know Christ. This hand can't do the mission of Jesus because it is not connected to the body. What is the mission of Jesus? In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, here's what Jesus said. And he said to them, go. Everybody say that with me. Say go. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So check this out. This hand cannot go. Why? Because it doesn't have feet that's attached to it. It's not attached to the head where Jesus is, a decision-making process. It can have its own ideas and its own thing, but disconnected from the body. It will never reach its full potential. And there are so many people. Christian people today that are like this. They live disconnected from the body of Christ. And I hear it and I've talked to people who are Christians and they're like well I just stay home you know. I just watch so and so on the internet. Well can I just tell you being disconnected from a body like God wants you to you can never fulfill your purpose. That doesn't mean you don't go to heaven but I will tell you this we can go to heaven a lot faster if the body would function like it's supposed to be functioning because Jesus said he's not coming back until this gospel is preached all over the world and this isn't going to do it by itself and so what we have to do is we have to stop being selfish and just saying well you know and I hear it well I just stay home and read my bible and pray that's good but it's not biblical Because God wants you to be a part, an active, connected to the body of Christ. My church family, this hand was not created to function by itself. The creator did not create your hand to function apart from the arm. And this could never fulfill the purpose of Jesus. Why? Because this hand attached to my arm, that attaches to my shoulder, that attaches to my body can have great impact when it is connected to something that is bigger than itself. And so we come to a place. And see, here's the reality. When you disconnect yourself from the local church, not only are you not gonna fulfill your purpose and your potential, your refusal to engage in the body hinders God's plan and purpose here on earth. Here's the reality. When this hand is disconnected from my body, my other hand now has to compensate. This hand has to make up for this hand being disconnected. This is why you see in many churches, 20% of the people doing 80% of the work because people are disconnected. And I'm gonna say it today because it's true because I talk to people all the time. Oh, well, I wish this church would do this and I wish my church would do that. Well, listen, if your church and you wish and you want all these things, guess what? You're gonna have to be connected to that local body and you're gonna have to get in your function that God has for you, not only so you can feel your potential, but so the body can have some momentum and move forward. Come on, somebody to move forward, to move forward. I just don't understand why my church doesn't grow. Are you connected? Are you connected? I know people that have been in church and they have never volunteered and gotten into their function one time. You know what happens to that hand disconnected to the body? It becomes stagnant. And let me say it in Phil Valdez's translation, and you become weird. When I talk to people and they say, I don't go to church, I just stay home and look at the television, that's weird. And that's not even biblical. But see, because you're by yourself, you start to think all of these weird thoughts. And you start to preach that to other people. Listen, you can look at scripture and and justify it and make it say anything you want, but that doesn't mean that's what it says. God wants his people to be a part of his body and not just to be connected, listen, to be functioning in the body of Christ. And I get it and I, 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 listen, I understand people, you know, move and, 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 you, and you go to different cities and, but I can, can I just tell you here at Passion Life Church and also people who are listening from the podcast, when you move and get into a new state, get plugged into a local body, get plugged into a local church, don't live your life isolated. How many of us have seen the Discovery Channel when the lion is looking at all of the buffalo and it just stands there and it just looks. You know, I've done some research on lions and they say that they can wait there for days and they just walk. The Bible says that the enemy goes around like a lion, like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You know what he's seeking? He's seeking for that buffalo that little small one or maybe that one that gets disconnected from the group because he knows he's smart enough not to attack the whole group, but he looks for those who are disconnected from the body, those who are alone because you know what? We're better together. We're stronger together. The Bible says that if two or more are gathered in his name, he's right in the midst. The pair of agreement has power. Why? Because God doesn't want you just there by yourself. Let me just say this as a disclaimer. I understand. I understand why people get disconnected. I understand. I understand people have been hurt. I get it. Listen, I, I totally understand. Maybe you've been hurt by church. Maybe you're listening to the podcast and you've been hurt. I've been hurt by church. My dad was a pastor. We went through a whole divorce in front of our, our church. My dad had to resign the church. I've been hurt by church. Let's, let's join a club. Let's, let's, let's have a club, hurt people from church. And let's sit and just talk about how hurt we are. And let's talk about all of those things. I've been hurt. Maybe you've been hurt. But can I just tell you, I'm not excusing any behavior of what people have done to you. But I will say this. When you come to church, guess what? The body of Christ is made up of people and people have problems. I'm gonna tell you, you may not have ever heard this from pastors, but pastors have problems too. Right, so if you're ever talking to your friends and say, yeah, I love my pastor, he's really, the other day he just said, pastors has problems. He told us he, he has problems, and your friend says, oh my God, my pastor doesn't have problems. Say, no, he just doesn't admit them to you. I got problems too. And guess what? There's a problem sitting in your chair this morning. So what are we going to do? Are we just going to sit around and judge everybody else? And are we just going to sit around and be disconnected? Can I tell you that if you go from our church to another church, guess what? You take you wherever you are. And if your butt is hurt, your butt hurt butt goes over to that church too. I said B-U-T. It was a conjunction. Right? And so what do we do? We have to get healed. But can I just encourage you? Don't get disconnected from the body. Don't get isolated from the body because the enemy will come in and his, his goal for you is to kill, t- steal, and destroy. You know, in four and a half years of our church, I've had to tell four or five people as they've talked to me about their hurt and they started almost accusing me of the same things that their pastor was doing. I had to look them right in the eye and say, excuse me, sir, I'm not your previous pastor. They say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm imperfect, but I'm not that person. And I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to love you. Now, I understand I've hurt people. I've had people say, I was so hurt by pastor. Didn't say hi to me in the lobby. People get hurt. Maybe I didn't see you. Maybe I didn't. There's tons of people, but you know what? My intention isn't to hurt anybody. It's not my intention. But can I just tell you, I'm human too. God's still working on me. Right? I'm not a know-it-all. I'm a learn-it-all. I'm still learning. I'm still. I'm, I'm still learning how to, you know, because let's can just be honest. Like some people are just weird, and I have to learn how to like that and and love you. And and not everybody's like me. Hey, not everybody's like you. I knew I wouldn't get a good amen on that, but I'm gonna try it again. Not everybody's like you either. <laughs> Since we've been real up in this place. And so we all come together, and guess what? He's perfect. And as we come together, we are being molded into the image of Christ together. So here's what I would say. Let let God heal you. But you know what? Give that person some grace. Give that person. And by all means, don't be in a place that's constantly hurting you. But don't be disconnected either. Can can I hear a good amen this morning? (coughs) Because your future is at stake. Your future and what God has for you, you gotta be connected to a body. Look at the scripture, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. It says, From whom would you say this with me? Say this with me, say the whole body. Come on, say it loud. Say the whole body. See, from the whole body, jointed and knit together by every joint supplies. Say that with me. Every joint supplies. And according to the effective working by, here it is again, look, every part does its share. Watch. Here's, here's the answer. Here's the result. It causes growth of the body. It causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in Love. So here's God's purpose for you functioning in a local body. That each joint supplies. I looked up that word supplies. I was like, what does that mean? In the Greek, listen to this. Because the New Testament was written in Greek. It says supply means this. Every person in the body of Christ, it means to minister, contributes, nourishment that is necessary for growth. And see, if you're here today and you call Passion Life Church your home. The Bible says that your joint is supposed to supply. How do I do that? With the gifts that God has given you. Well, best thought, I don't know what my gifts are. Well, can I ask you this? Can you stand at the door and love on people? Well, I don't know. I need to pray about it. Go ahead. Go home and pray about it. Lord, should I greet at church? See what he tells you. He may tell you to do more than that. But you know what I love about the church? The church gives you an opportunity every week to be like Jesus. Why? Because every time we serve, serving is an opportunity to be more like him. Because our God is a servant. It was our God, Jesus, who got down and washed people's feet. And so every time you serve, it's an opportunity to be more like him. Can I just encourage you? Be connected. Be connected. I think that's why the devil fights so hard to keep people from church. You know, he, he, he doesn't want us to unite because you know what? United, man, we could do amazing things. Divided, the devil conquers. United, he fails. And I think here's some of the lies that he tells us. He tells us, you're not valuable. You're not good enough to serve. You know what? Nobody cares if you're not there. Can I just tell you, we care. You matter. And let me tell you why. There is nobody like you, there will never ever be a Phil Valdez. And some of you are like, thank God. (laughs) There will never ever be another you. And what you contribute to the body is so valuable and so special because there will never ever be another you. And when you're not here, we lose flavor. Come on, I think spice is nice. And when you're not here and you're not bringing who you are and functioning, man, we miss you. It hurts our body. It hurts who we are. Without you, we're lacking something. And listen, when you choose not to be a part, it hinders the body from us moving forward. And So don't give into the lies of the devil. Don't give into this habit of not showing up. Listen, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24 says, and let us... Consider how we may spur up another toward love and good deeds. Verse 25, not giving up, not giving up, meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing. You know what? Not showing up can become a habit. Well, this week we have this birthday party. This week we're going to Disneyland. And you know what? That week we're out of town and pa pa. And before you know it, three months, you're disconnected. I want to encourage you as a pastor to prioritize the house of God in your life. I've had people that we've had to say, we would love to be a part of that, but we will go after church. Me and my family, we are here to serve the Lord. And you know what? Everything else, this is our priority. And God has blessed our life because when you build God's house, he'll build yours. He'll build yours, but don't give up meeting together. Some of in the habit of doing it, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. See, Jesus meant for the church, the body to function together. And when we're functioning together, here's the last one for today. Here's number four, the fourth insight. Together, we fulfill the mission of Jesus Christ here on earth. Together, together we do that. What was the mission of Jesus? If you're coming here today and you're our guest, can I just tell you, we are not interested in you just coming and putting your cheeks in the seats. I'm talking about these cheeks. That's what I thought church was. We come, pay our penalty for our sin for the week. Okay, about an hour, I think my sins are forgiven. Go on through the week. Felt guilty. Oh, I didn't make it to church this time. That's not what church is about. Church is about the body of Christ coming together to fulfill the mission, to go out into the world, love on the world, change the world, because the world needs Jesus. But Luke chapter 4, verse 18, look, he tells us the mission. Jesus said this, the spirit of the Lord. Jesus was talking. And he said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. Everybody say this proclaim good news. Would you say that with me? Come on, say proclaim good news. The gospel is not condemnation. Jesus said, God said, I'd not send my son into the world to condemn the world. You know what? He sent his son into the world to proclaim the good news. The good news is there is a better life. Come on, there is forgiveness of all of your sins. The good news is that you can spend eternity in heaven the good news is that you can be healed the good news is that you have a future there's a good news that you have a destiny and a purpose the good news is that you can belong to a community of people who love you there's good news you are not alone Man, it's good news. So, as the church, as the body, were to be proclaiming the good news to the poor, he has sent me to proclaim freedom to those who are in prisoner, prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. See, that also can mean not just physical blindness, but there are some of you in this room. You've lost vision for your life. You don't know what the future is. But you know what? When you sit under the counsel of God, God can restore dreams in your life, He can restore vision. Come on, somebody. May vision be restored. Dreams be united. And then it says to set oppressives free. I've seen people free from alcohol. Free from drugs. Why? Not just because we prayed over them. That's powerful. We believe in that because you know why? They came into a community of believers that every week that we're encouraging them. Every week saying, how you doing? Hey man, I messed up this week. Hey, we still love you. Keep going. We have a man in our, our church right now. He has been alcohol free for one year. He Guess what he's been doing? Guess what he's been doing? Listen, guess what he's been doing? He had to give up some things, right? He stopped staying home and watching Charger games, right? Because now he's DVRing because the Charger games aren't going to set you free from alcohol. I love football. I'm watching mine today, later. But listen, here's what he said. He got involved in the body. He started realizing his function. He started serving in the house of God. He went to life group. And in, in one year, it's changed his life. And can I just say this, so we don't underestimate what I just said. Some people never, never get freed from that addiction. But this is what the church, the body of Christ is all about, to set the oppressive free. Here's number 19, verse 19, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. My church family, we are in the year of God's favor. The favor. What makes our lives count is when we contribute to the cause of Christ. And I wanna say this again, because I feel like I need to say it. You have something to contribute. Maybe it's your business savvy. Maybe it's your hospitality. You know, there are people, we have them in our life, that their number one goal is to give into the kingdom of God. And I can say this, because one man that we know his function, he goes out, And he is a businessman. He's been writing our church checks and sending, and that's his function. And you know what, I thank God that he did that because we are able to do so much more. That's his function. And maybe that's not everybody's function, but you have something to contribute. And if you sit on it and you don't function in it, you will never function in it if you don't value it. And if you don't value it and you don't function in it, guess what happens to our body? We lose momentum. We don't grow. And the church is not here just for us. We exist for the world. I bet you today if I were to ask you three or four people right now that you know at your work or whatever that are hurting, that you could name them. You know what? People need to see Jesus. See, our job is not to be some resort for believers, but a place to restore people to their rightful place in Christ. We never started Passion Life Church to be the me church. Me, this is all about me. We started Passion Life Church so it could be the we church for all of us, all of us. And here's what's cool about the body of Christ. You may have needs that you can't meet, but when you come into a community of believers, there may be somebody even on your own row that could meet a need that you have. That's what happens when we come together. We're better together and for that to happen We all start to have to function in the body that God has called us to. And let me remind you again, you're valuable. God wants you to belong. God has placed you in the body, why? To function. There is a function that you have. Don't underestimate that function. God gave you a smile to reach people. God gave you the grace to minister to kids. Don't underestimate all of the things that can happen as we all do our part. Come on, let's give the Lord a good round of applause for his word. Thank you for listening today. We hope that you were encouraged and uplifted by today's message. For more information about Passion Life Church, visit us online at passionlifechurch.com.